Hey guys, thanks for joining us on Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. Subscribe to us on Apple and Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify to get notified when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, PraiseChapelLasVegas.com, to find out more about us and give online. Thanks again for joining and enjoy today's message. I got just another quick announcement. This is from a Powerhouse OC. Amen. They, they invited us to uh, their marriage retreat. Uh, this uh, will be coming up this August. Uh, and so if you guys want to be part of that, uh, it is, uh, it's going to be August 12th through the 14th. It's going to be at uh, Indian Wells, uh, Hyatt Regency. Amen. And so uh, that, that's in near Palm Springs, Palm Springs area. Amen. And so they do a great job in, in, in their uh, marriage retreats. Amen. A few of us have been there. I've been there. My wife has been there. We ministered one of them. Amen. And so it was just a great time. They're a great couple. They're powerhouse church amen and so if you want to be part of that uh, me and my wife are going to go this year amen uh, it's 450 dollars for those three days it includes one dinner uh, on there and then um, uh, breakfast in the morning breakfast hallelujah <laughs> praise the lord hallelujah don't make fun of me amen but uh it's a uh, hundred dollars is a non-defundable uh non-refundable deposit that is supposed to be due in, I told him for the date, because he just threw this at me, uh, by April 25th, so that's, uh, I think, the last Monday of this month, uh, or, yeah, I think the last Monday of the month, so uh, it's due in, $100, and the balance is due by July 18th, amen, and so it gives you some time, uh, you know, some of you guys uh, got some extra money, and you want to take your, your honey somewhere, amen, uh, it's a great time to fellowship, with uh, the people of God, amen. So those that are married, I want to be part of that. Uh, come see me. He's going to show, uh, shoot me the where you can give that to. And so uh, he hasn't got back to me. And so I will get back to you on that. But if you're interested, uh, just let me know. And then uh, I'll give you the, the website or where you can make that deposit. The dates will be August 12th through the 14th. It is a Thursday Friday and we come back on Saturday so we'll be back here at church on Sunday amen but uh and we'll be here for for Wednesday worship and so they change the dates there and so it'll be a Thursday Friday and then we'll be there'll be morning sessions and then we come back that afternoon amen and so great time to just get away uh from moving from one heat to the next heat hallelujah so but they're there they got some great pools out there great fellowship uh, I'm telling you guys, they do an excellent job, and so uh, they bring some uh, some speak. Huh? They're bomb, amen. The, the food's great, amen. That's all free, but there's a, there is one dinner that is out there. Uh, but but for those that are young couples, those who just got married, uh, you may want to think about it to invest in your marriage. And I'm telling you, you'll be blessed. And then uh, we can just all hang out and just uh, have a great time, amen. Praise the Lord. And, and so uh, I'll let you know if you want hit me up, and I will give you the website where you can give that to. Amen. So uh, there, we're so appreciative of uh, Pastor uh, Hector and Rosie for the invitation. They've been, been inviting us uh, for the last few years. Amen. And so uh, great, great time to show up. Amen. And be part of that. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. We're in a series on Wednesday nights entitled Prayer. Prayer. Prayer is going to be a key if we want increase. 
If we want growth in 2021, amen, prayer, somebody say prayer. Prayer will cause you, listen, to declare. That's our theme for the year, amen, that we need to make some declarations. And if you line yourself in prayer, then you will start to get that in your spirit of what you need to declare over your life, over your marriage, over finances, or whatever it is, amen, and then also make declarations of who he is, amen. And so prayer will keep you focused, amen. Prayer will keep you, your eyes on the prize, listen, not the lies, hallelujah. Keep your eyes on the prize and not the lies because sometimes, listen, if we can be honest, can we be honest today? Come on, sometimes we only pray when we need something. Come on, somebody. Come on, don't look at somebody and say, that's you. <laughs> Come on, it, it seems like when there's a need in our lives or, or when we're going through a financial struggle or, or we're sick or something, that is when we get on our knees to pray to God or we want to complain to God about something. But prayer is a lifestyle. Come on. It is a house. Uh, his house is to be a house of prayer. Now, Jesus knew that the flesh, somebody say the flesh. The flesh would get in the way and show. So Jesus knew that. So he, he shows us in Matthew chapter 6 how we can pray to help us through these tough times. Amen. So Matthew chapter 6, go to verse 5. Through 13, and it's on the screen here as well. Amen. But it says this when you pray, do not be like hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues, on the street corners, in the church, to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, somebody, when I pray, go into your room. Somebody say, go in your room. Close the door and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your father who sees what you've done in secret will reward you. When you pray, do not be babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your father knows what you need before you even ask him. This then is how you should pray. Now I want you to repeat this after me, okay? Say, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us of our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver me from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. See, as we read this, you know that you can go to in confidence to God, who is our Father in heaven. I don't know about you, but anytime I need to pray, anything I need from Daddy, amen, I, I, I have the confidence that he is going to hear my cries, that he's going to answer my prayers. I have a confidence that my God hears exactly what I say to him. His name is holy, and his name should be separate from any other name. And tonight, I want to focus on the part, your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. We, we covered the first two parts, amen. This is the third part of the prayer. And tonight I want to minister on thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom come is the first request to be prayed. John the Baptist preached, repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. 
Amen. Thy kingdom come is to let the gospel be preached to all and to be embraced by all. Amen. Amen. Thy kingdom come, amen, is an invitation. Listen, when you pray that, thy kingdom come, it's an invitation for God to rule and reign in your hearts. Amen. That is what you're doing. You're inviting them into the affairs of your life through the area of prayer. We are responsible. Say, I am responsible. We are responsible for inviting God's rule. We are responsible for inviting God's purpose, his presence, and his power into our lives. Come on, you have to invite him. Thy kingdom come. When you pray that, you're praying, God, I want you to rule. I want you to reign in my life. Amen. I want your power to lie inside of me so that I can do what you want me to do. Come on, somebody. Because the flesh will get in the way. Come on. We have some cousins wanting to come, but the, I think the flesh got in the way. Hallelujah. If you're out there and you're hearing me, that's you. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Listen. I can't invite him for you. Me as your pastor cannot invite him to rule and reign inside your heart. You have to send out the invitation. You have to invite him yourself. Thy kingdom come is inviting God's authority inside your lives. See, the Bible declares, amen, that a person is hopeful, hopeful and capable of expecting victory, listen, when he prays in faith. Come on, when you pray in faith, victory comes. Then you can make a declaration of that, church. Uh, who wants victory in this place? Come on, then when pray in faith. Pray in faith that you can declare victory. Matthew uh, seven uh, four seventeen. Jesus says, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. In this statement, Jesus made it clear that the rule of God was once again available to mankind, to you and I, that we are no longer uh, uh, to be remaining a victim of sin, that we are no longer to live a life of hopelessness, amen, that we are no longer to be bound by the chains of the world, amen. The chains can be broken off. Can somebody say hallelujah, amen? Uh, come on, those chains, come on, any chains been broken off your life? Come on, they're, they're, those chains are there. They're available to us. And so when we pray for his kingdom come to come into our lives, the power comes to break those things within our lives. See, when we say thy kingdom come, we must let Christ rule and reign inside our hearts. Matthew chapter 4, 17 says this. From, the time, from that time on, Jesus began to preach, repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. Matthew chapter 5, verse 4 says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Matthew 5, 10 says this, Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Romans chapter 14, 17 says, For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit. Come on, hallelujah. The power and the power and the glory belongs to God. Can somebody say amen? But the privilege, listen, and the responsibility to pray is ours. Somebody say it's mine. When we pray thy kingdom come, we are inviting and wanting to see the rule and power of God's presence, uh, God's presence in our life. Come on, in, in every dimension. That means not only just in church. 
Come on, it, it follows you to your job. It follows you into your own home. Come on, somebody. It follows you to the neighborhood in, in the supermarket and Kmart and Walmart and all those marks. Hallelujah. Come on. It follows you that you have to, you have to, you got to let them rule and reign in your heart because sometimes we can lose it out there. Come on. Like I said, the flesh gets in the way. Come on. Don't tell me that, that you never got angry when someone cut you off. Come on, you no one, you didn't get angry when someone cut lines in front of you at Walmart or something. Hallelujah. Or took the last thing that you were getting. Amen. Come on, there's things, the flesh gets in the way. Somebody say, well. Come on, it gets in the way. Come on, you know you. Come on. So we need to pray that kingdom come, that, that he can rule, and the power of God's presence can be in our lives, in every dimension, in every area of our lives. Understand the church. Understand, understand the church. I need some more water. Hallelujah. It's not cold no more. All right. Thank you. <laughs> understand tonight, church. That we are his redeemed sons and daughters. Let the redeemed say so. He has restored us with kingdom authority. That through prayer we welcome his power to help us in times of needs. Amen. And help us in the times of pain. Come on somebody. Thy will be done says that when we, we will work to please God in all we do. Come on. That we will do our part, say my part, to see that God's will is done on earth, listen, as it is in heaven. Proverbs chapter 16, 7 says this, when people, when people's lives please the Lord, even their enemies are at peace with them. Amen. Come on, hallelujah. Come on, in-laws, outlaws, all those laws, amen, peace with you, hallelujah. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 1 says, Finally, dear brothers and sisters, we urge you in the name of the Lord Jesus to live in a way that pleases God. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 5 says this, It was by faith that Enoch was taken up to heaven without dying. He disappeared because God took him. And before he was taken up, he was known as a person who pleased God. Hebrews chapter 13, 16 says this, And don't forget to do good and to share with those in need. These are the sacrifices that please God. We must, say I must, we must work hard in order to please God in all we do. Somebody say in all I do. Come on. See, there, there, there are things that we do good in pleasing God with, but there are things that we need to work on. Can somebody say amen? Come on, we, we, there are certain things that we got it, certain things that we know where to flow in it, but there are things and areas in our lives that we don't please God. Come on, those secret things and the hidden things that you think no one's looking or, or no one knows, but God knows. And so he wants us to please him in every action, even in our minds. Come on, somebody, because you can sit here looking all good, but in your mind, it's all bad. Come on. Right? Come on. We can be thinking some wrong things in our minds. Our minds are very powerful. Can somebody say amen? amen. And so we've got to understand that we need to please God in our minds because he knows what's going on inside here. Come on. You can fool me. 
You can fool your spouse. You can fool everybody else, but God knows what's up here. So we got to work hard in order to please him in every area and all that we do. We must say, Father, your will be done. Your will be done. Your will. Your will be done alone. It's, it's his will and his will alone. There is no other will, church, but his. When we do his will, if we don't do his will, then we do our will. And, his, and our will is to live a life of disobedience. Now, there are four wills. I'm going to give you four wills that we struggle with in our obedience. All right? Four wills. How many remember any of the three Ds? The triple Ds. Anybody remember? Come on. Don't look. Don't, don't look. Amen. Tell, if, you, if you got three Ds, raise your hand. Now, let me see if you can name all three of them. I, I, did, I did two of them. I did three of them. Devote. Which one is that for? Anyone, you name it, name the three. For which one? <laughs> There's three categories. Okay, when you pray for your hand, for, your, for God to be, for his hand to be upon you, what are the three Ds? God, I pray your hand to be upon me for I can, see, forget it. <laughs> huh? Depend, desire, and devote. The other one is out of the lion's den. Keep me out of the lion's den. What are the three Ds for that? What helps you there? No, stay at, the, stay at a safe distance, dress your mind right, and make a quick departure. We're going to go on. You, you guys probably won't remember these four wheels. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> but I'm going to give you four wheels. Hallelujah. I'm going to give you four wheels. <laughs> huh? I'm going to do the whole sermon all over again. Amen. I'm going to give you four wheels. Hopefully you'll remember these four wheels. <laughs> you're going to need to know these answers if you're going to get into heaven. <laughs> there are four wheels, listen, that we struggle with in our obedience. The first one, are you ready, is our own will. Our own will. How many know that is a big struggle? Overcoming self. Come on, because our nature does not like to obey. Come on, why? Because it's sinful, it is selfish, and it wants to do whatever it wants to do. Right? Come on. Romans chapter 7, verse 15 says this, I really don't understand myself. I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. Come on, somebody. There's an inward struggle with the sinful desires that are within us, church. There's always a conflict, listen, between the two natures in our own will. It's the good and the bad, or we can say the ugly. Hallelujah. Galatians chapter 5, 17 says this. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the spirit wants. And the spirit gives us the desires that are opposite of what the sinful nature desire. These two forces are constantly fighting each other, so we're not free to carry out your good intentions. Verse 25 says of that same chapter, though, it says, but if we live by the Spirit, then we'll also walk by the Spirit. If you say you're saved, listen, then walk it. Walk it, church. Then, number two, the wills of others. We cannot allow the wills of others 
to dictate our own will. You get that? Come on. In other words, we don't leave to please, we don't live to please man. We live to please God. And so we got to do what God says. Despite of what mama might say or, or daddy might say, if it's something that's wrong, we have to do what God says what is right. Amen. Galatians chapter 1, 10 says this. Obviously, I'm not trying to win the approval of people, but of God. If pleasing people was my goal, I would not be Christ's servant. First Peter 4, 2 says this, that he no longer should live the rest of his, of his time in the flesh for the lust of men, but the will of God. Second Corinthians 5, 17 says, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone and the new life has begun. This is the will of God, church, that our old is passed away, that the spiritual mind overcome and overtake the, the mind of the flesh. If we do the will of the Father here on earth, this is what we are to do, the will of the Father, amen, is to live under him. We are to live under God and not under man or under a government. Now, I'm not saying to do anything rebellious or anything breaking any rules, but God comes first. If it, do, if, it, if it doesn't line up to God's word, then you know what? It's wrong. I don't care if the laws pass. I don't care if they say it's okay. I don't care if they vote it's okay. If it's not okay for my God, amen, I still know. It doesn't make it right. We got to do what God says we ought to do. Amen? Number three. What's the number one? What's number two? The will of others. Others. Number three, Satan's will. Now, his will is to take you out. Surprise? <laughs> he is to take you out. He wants to sift you, amen. He wants to bring death unto you. John chapter 844 says, he was a murderer from the beginning. He has always hated the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, it is consistent with his character, for he is a, a liar and a father of lies. John 10, 10 says this, the thief only comes to steal and to kill and to destroy, but I've come that you may have life and have it to the fullest. Amen. This is the will of God for us, for the will of the Father for us. Amen. The will for every, every, every one of his children, amen, is to give a life to the fullest, to give you a life that is, that is a blessed life. Come on, how many of you have a blessed life here living for God? Come on, I don't know about you, but I'm blessed, amen, and he gives me life to the fullest. Is there problems? Is there, is there, is there uh, things that we face? Yes. He even said, you know, in this life, you're going to face troubles. You're going to face persecution. But what he says, take joy, I've overcome the world. Because Christ lives inside of it. If he's ruling and reigning inside of us, church, then we have victory no matter what. Come on, we, we, God gives us the power to do what is right. And, he, and by doing that, amen, he wants to give us life, and life more abundantly. So the first one was what? Our own will. Second one? The will of others. The third one? Satan's will. The last one. Can you guess it? God's will. God's will. We must know God's will. Will, you get excused for not knowing the three Ds. We must know God's will. Come on, somebody say amen. amen. Thy will be done on earth, listen, as it is in heaven. So what is that? 
What is God's will? Well, look at Ephesians chapter 5, 15 to 19. It says this. So be careful how you live. So if we're going to live God's will, then we got to watch how we're living. That means you cannot do what you want to do anymore. Hello. Come on. The Bible says that you were bought with a high price. So you got to honor the Lord with your body. You got to honor him by the, by the way you live. And so you got to watch what you, how you live. Don't live like fools, but those that are wise make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtfully, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. In other words, understand his will. It says, don't be drunk with wine. Hello. Because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Ghost, singing songs and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves and making music to the Lord in your hearts. The Message Bible says this. Watch your step. Use your heads. Make every use of every chance you get. Because we're living in desperate times. Make sure that you understand what the master wants. Romans chapter 12, verse 1 to 2. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform, listen, to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. we got to live right, church. If we're going to do the will of the Father, then we need to live right, and we can't just do what we want to do. we got to make sure that we're living it. We're not following the patterns of the world. We're not following a lie for the truth because that's what's happening today, church. The word is saying, you know, whether a time is coming, amen, where, the, where there'll be a, they're going to change the truth to a lie and a lie to a truth. And we see that today. What was right was, uh, 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 you know, wrong now. and What was wrong is now right. And so we got to understand that we can't follow the patterns of the world. So we need to separate ourselves from the world. Amen. Separate from those mindsets. Amen. And understand God's will that we need to understand that we need to live holy lives. Sacrifice our lives. Pleasing to God. Holy to God. And allow his word to transform us. Come on. Renew us. Um, for some of us, wash us. Hallelujah. Our minds are filthy, amen. We, we need a washing of the word of God inside our lives, amen. And then we will under, start to understand what his will is. We must separate ourselves from the ways of the world and change our stinking thinking. Hallelujah. And allow his word to wash us and renew us, amen. Once it's removed, like I said, then we're able to know. Once we can get away from our thinking, then we can start to think the way God wants us to think. Philippians chapter 2, 13 to 14 says this, For God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. Do everything without complaining and arguing. Come on. Give, God is working. So you're allowing to come. When you say, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, you're allowing to come inside of you, and he starts to give you the desires, what pleases him. But whatever you do, do it without complaining and without arguing. Amen. In other words, stop complaining and start praying. So you can understand what he wants you to do. Amen. And that we, he'll give us the power to carry it out. This is the only way that, that 
that, that God's will can be done here on earth, church. It's building our life through prayer. It's studying his word and asking for wisdom and strength. And then applying it to our lives. Like I said, don't just, don't just talk it. Walk it. Come on. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of talkers out there that talk this and talk that and, and, and whatever it is. They, they, they know the lingo. They know what, what favorite scriptures to, to repeat. And, and uh, they can have whatever, as many fish stickers on their bumper. Amen. doesn't make them a Christian. Amen. Come on. You can't just, you can't just talk it or show it. You got to walk it. You got to walk it. Come on. We're praying thy will. Thy will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. God's will is to be done in the midst of trials, in the midst of suffering, and the midst of pain. Doesn't matter what you're going through your life. You can be hospitalized. His will has to still be done, church. Come on. Because we are sure that we can do this. Amen. God has given us the power to do this because we're overcomers. Come on. Any other overcomers in the house? Amen. We are overcomers through Christ. Amen. And in Christ, we can do all things. We can do anything, church. We can never say, I can't do it. No, you don't want to do it. Or you don't want to stop. You know, you, it, 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 it takes work, church. That's why the flesh gets in the way. And so the more that we can submit our flesh, the more that we can say, thy kingdom come. God, I want you to come and I want you to rule and reign inside my life, inside my heart, God. Give me the power to say no. Uh, give me the power not to give in. Uh, give me the power not to go there anymore or say that anymore or think that anymore. God, you give me the power. Thy will be done in my life right here on earth just as it is in heaven. You got to pray for that authority that come inside of you. And when you pray like that and you really truly believe it, then his power rests on you. God gives you the power that you can truly believe and say it, not only say it, but believe it that I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Amen. We're overcomers, church. And once we overcome one area, God gives you the power to overcome those other areas in our lives. There's steps. You got to trust God. Come on. You can change. Tell yourself, you can change. You can change. We can change. We can change our stinking thinking. We can change all these things. We can change our attitudes. We can change the, our negative mindsets. Because Christ is living inside of us. You know, there's so many people in the church that are miserable. And the people in the world are more happier. Come on. They're like, they don't understand the power that lies inside of them. They're not, they're not, they're not praying for that kingdom come. They're just miserable because they can't do what they want to do. Ah, I got to come to church and ah, visit my cousin. Ah. <laughs> just, just, just playing for my cousin. Amen. <laughs> I got to do this. I got to go there. My spouse wants me there. My mom, my kids, kids, come, come. You got to come. You got no choice. You know, we, we, we shouldn't be that way. Man, We God, I want your power. I want you to help me. I want you to deliver me. You know, I, I don't want to get saved and get in struggle. 
You know, when I, when I got saved, I got, I said, God, if you're real and you can put my life together and you can fix my life, then deliver me from alcohol right here, right now. Deliver me from drugs right now because I don't want to go out those doors struggling, amen. I want the power. I want your will to be done inside my life. And when I pray that prayer and I pray that prayer, uh, uh, the sinner's prayer and ask him to do that, then the power came on me and the chains were dropped off that moment. 25 years ago, amen, and I still haven't drank a drop of alcohol, took drugs or anything, amen. Come on, not that I didn't think about it, but I never did it. Why? Because he gave me the power. And he proved himself that when you call on me, son, I'll come in. When you're having a struggle and you're feeling weak, I'll come in. If you say, God, help me, I'll be there. This is the God that we serve, that, that through whatever mindset, even when we're thinking negative, even when we're thinking, you know, uh, confusion and doubt start to come into our minds because that is from the enemy. If you call on God, he'll clear it all out. And the rest of us, we got to work at it. You got to read. Hello. You know how you get God's word? You got to read. Got to make a deposit. You know, we want, we want to pull from something, and there's no deposits made. Come on, it's just like you want to buy something, but there's no money in the bank. Come on. And there is no credit with God. You've got to have something in the bank. You've got to pray if you want something back from God. You've got to do if you want something. He says, draw to me, and I'll draw to you. Come on, he, he don't come. He don't come with a snap of a finger. And I'm not saying that God is not gracious, and God doesn't come in times of needs like that. But let me tell you, when you know God, and you've been serving God for some time, you can't just snap your finger and say, come over here, God. No, you're going to have to draw to him. You're going to have to pray. You're going to have to get on your knees. You're going to have to read his word. You're going to have to call out to him. And through that, then he shows up. And as you start to do that more, amen, the more and more things that come your way, the more and more that you just get on your knees. The more you see God. And you allow thy kingdom come to come inside your life, amen, in the midst of trials, in the midst of storms, in the midst of battles. My God has always showed up. Come on, he showed up for Peter when he was drowning, amen. When he started sinking and when he was walking on water, amen. Who he called out to? Jesus, how save me. Here he was, saving him, amen. In the midnight hour with Paul and Silas in that jail cell, they started just worshiping God, saying, that will be done, and singing God. And God opened up the doors of, uh, of, the, of the jail cells for them and broke the chains off. This is what God can do, church. Don't allow the enemy. The devil to lie because he's out to kill, he's out to steal, and he's out to destroy. I don't know about you, but I, I, I'll trade that in for life. The life more abundantly. God, I want you, and I want your power inside of me, because with you inside of me, man, I can do all things. I'm, a, I'm an overcomer. I'm confident. I can go to God in confidence. I can talk to my daddy anytime I want. That's my daddy. It's my God. He's a good God, church. James chapter 4, verse 7 and 8 says this. So humbly, so humble yourself before God. Resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. Come close to God, and God will come close to you. The message Bible says, let God work his will in you. Yell a loud no to the devil and watch him run. Say a quiet yes to God, and he'll be there in no time. Psalms 40, verse 8 says this, I take joy in doing your will, my God, for your instructions are written on my heart. 
Psalms 143.10 says this, Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. May your gracious spirit lead me forward on firm footing. When you pray to God those kind of prayers, church, then God will answer them, and God will always show up. These are prayers from David, prayers how, God, teach me your will. If you don't know God's will, teach me. Teach me your will. We know that his will is to live right, live holy. That, that's automatically, but then he'll teach you his will. So I close tonight. Thy will be done as it is in heaven. When we pray this church, we are praying for heaven's rule to be here on earth. We are making a commitment to make earth, listen, more like heaven. Amen. Let's pray like Jesus prayed. Not my will, but thy will be done. Let me close with this scripture. Romans chapter 6, 13. It says, do not let any part of your body become an instrument of evil to serve sin. Instead, give yourself completely to God, for you were dead, but now you have new life. So use your whole body as an instrument to do what is right for the glory of God. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's all stand up tonight.